Welcome to Joy Goggles, a show where we discuss real issues from the perspective of our real God, hosted by your favorite sisters, Anjali Flake and Jewel Ford. In today's episode, we discuss traveling and flirting with faith. Let's get it. Welcome, everybody. Hello, everyone. Another episode of Joy Goggles. We are so excited that you are here with us. Week four. Week four, y'all. That is a month of recording a podcast. A month of recording a podcast. Isn't that amazing how quickly a month goes by, too? Seriously. And how quickly a month goes by of you saying you're going to do something, but you don't do it. Don't fire me up I'm this just early saying, in the podcast. I'm on. just saying how amazing that after all of the all of the waiting and all of the delay yeah. that we finally said, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. And now it's been a month. Wow. That's crazy. It's weird to think about also what you could put off for a month, yes, too, right? Yes, like, easily. Something could have been accomplished if I would just do it mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, girl, don't. <laughs> don't. I'm about to get in my feelings right now. I'm about to get in I my feelings. I have a feeling this episode is going to get in a lot of people's feelings. So just hold on. Okay. Because I'm already up. feeling it. Buckle up. Where's and my tissues? And if you're currently listening while driving, you should already be buckled up. Click, click. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a little public service announcement. <laughs> Speaking of traveling, yes, Angela and I are going home this week. We're going to Portland, Oregon. I still amazed how many people don't know where that is. Even though, <laughs> while being in Dallas, there are a ton of people who know it because there's a culture here that is very similar to what we would experience in Portland. But other places that have been either in Texas or in the South, they're like, so where's Oregon? Yeah. And it, it makes me sad. I'm like, really? <laughs> it happens quite a bit. <laughs> because it's not like they're saying it like, I I feel like they're saying it as in, I don't even know what region of the country yes, it is. Yes. Right? It's not like they're like, oh, I know that that's somewhere West Coast. No. Like, Mm-mm. you know, maybe by California. No. They're like, where is is that? <laughs> Where on the map is Oregon? <laughs> and then the second question we typically get is, I didn't know they had black people there. Yep. And then the Every third time. question is, is it Oregon or Oregon? <laughs> it's a confusing place for people. It's it confusing. really is. But we call it home. <laughs> it's home. It's home. We love it. We miss it. Yes. Angela, what is one thing that you've missed? about Portland that you're going to be really pumped to see? Well, aside from the people, because it's always family and friends, being able to reunite with them, and it feels like no time has even passed by. Yeah. But if I can be a little foodie, I'm going to be so thrilled to go to my favorite places to mm. eat or to go to some new places. Since we've been gone, there have been so many places that That's have popped real. up. Mm-hmm. That's real. A friend of mine was um, giving me like a list of places we could go. And I was like, what are these places? Yeah. Like, these are new. Um, so I'm excited to do that too. Absolutely. So I just the seafood. Eat. The seafood yeah. there is completely different than down here. I am getting me fish tacos. Oh, yeah. From Stanford's. What type of fish is it? It is, oh, what is that fish? Is it cod or is it salmon? It's not salmon. I kind of don't think it's cod either. Are you sure? 
Is it, is it halibut? halibut? Like halibut. It's it might halibut. Be halibut. It's halibut. Have you guys even heard of halibut? They may not have heard of halibut. Mm. It's definitely um, it's so a good. popular fish in the Northwest. Also, the county cork Ooh. off of Fremont yes. in Portland yes. has like such good halibut. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Really good fish and chips. Oh, oh, I'm just reminiscing. I want to go to a food cart. Oh yeah, but they're t- the, now they're tearing down like my favorite cart pod. They're probably not tearing down the cart pod. Maybe just the area. It's the area. Maybe they're, they're gonna apartments. send them some. Maybe they're gonna go over to where all of them are in Hawthorne. Maybe. Or maybe I, there's a I whole hope so. n- a whole new food cart community that's come up since we've been there. Y'all, there's nothing like being able to get curry five bucks and it's like so much curry it's going to last you like two and a half days yes. like <laughs> but and the man, flavors that they're able to get in that tiny kitchen i, I don't even it. understand it. i'm not i don't sure. understand it i don't know it's how they're doing pretty it. pretty amazing oh my gosh I'm, I'm excited to go down alberta district and mississippi district um, one of my favorite sushi restaurants restaurants is on mississippi super excited about that absolutely uh I'm excited to be engaged with nature again. Yeah. The Pacific Northwest in general is beautiful, but I have to say that uh, Portland and all of the the waterfalls that you have uh-huh. there, you have access to the mountains an hour and a half away. You have access to the oceans an hour and a half away. Yeah. And I'm excited to go to one of my favorite spots. This is right next to the Columbia River. You got Multnomah Falls not far behind you. And it's the most serene place. And I feel like people call it God's country um, because it is like he kissed the earth and brought forth the beautiful and oh serene. Gosh, where is this? Have I been there? of nature. I'm not sure, but you're going to come. I'm it's excited about beautiful. this. Is this what the donut place is that you talk about so much? No, the ice cream place. Oh, I knew it was something. Yeah, donut place is by in Sandy, Oregon, um, on your way up to um, the mountain, Timberline Lodge. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm such a foodie. Isn't it we sad were talking that... about nature and I was like, donuts, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> I just wanted to say, how do we end up back on food? Because but... I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But we love you anyway. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm telling you once per episode. <laughs> I'm going to get Angela sympathetic. It's true. But we love you. It's You're true. crazy, but we love you. It's very true. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm super excited about going home. Is there anything about home that you're not too pumped about or the or the idea of going home that makes you like anxious at all um if there was anything it's not necessarily going home it's the fact that sometimes I am hesitant about choosing to go home versus going somewhere else right like going to experience someplace new because just thinking, you know, the money that I'm going to spend on the plane ticket or eating or transportation or any of those things, could I funnel that into another trip? Yeah. Either a place you've in never the country been before. or outside of the country. Yeah. I love, love, love to go on a European vacation. And, you know, on my like bucket list, like if Oprah, if you're listening, like a wish list is huh. a world cruise. Have you ever heard of a world cruise? I don't know if I could do it. Because yeah. how many days is that approximately? Uh, it is almost a year. It's about 250 days, depending on the cruise. Each uh, company does different excursions um, and itineraries. But it's like 250 days. Wow. You get to see 180 countries. 
And when you think about it, it's very similar to the Northeast. Once you start get to Europe and other areas in the in the world, you can visit multiple places in a yeah. short amount of time. Yeah. Now, because it's a world cruise, like I'm assuming that when you dock, you dock for a while, right? As yes. opposed to like, you know, when we took our cruise, we were in Jamaica for like four hours maybe, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they'll allow you to dock for like several days yeah. so you can really kind of explore. Well, one itinerary that I saw looked absolutely amazing. Um, we were in Turkey and you had the option of signing up for a tour. And then I love the idea of that because it's with the actual cruise ship. They yeah. know where you are. Yeah. But it's like a whole day. You're going to experience the major sites. You're eating their food. You're experiencing some of the culture. And so it gives you a taste. It's almost like a sampler platter. Yeah. Right. It's of giving you a countries. taste of these countries. <laughs> and over your lifetime, you know, maybe you'll have the opportunity to come back. And yeah. some of them, you're like, okay, I had that experience. I don't ever need to go again. And then there just may be this, you know, love affair that you end up having with other countries that you're saying, I have to go back. I have to learn more. Yeah. I feel like that would be me with like Greece or oh. with Italy or even with Jerusalem and Israel. I've oh always God. wanted to go see I've the Holy always Land. Wanted always to. wanted to do that. Definitely on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so speaking of the world in general, I actually found out that we have listeners in Sweden that's crazy. In Sweden. How amazing is How that? How in the world did we get to Sweden? <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't it amazing technology? Yeah. Technology is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that particular listener um, was just so honest and transparent saying, you know, I've always struggled with religion, but listening to your podcast, it allowed me to be able to uh, just have a deeper understanding of your perspective and it, in the way that you presented the gospel and presented your experience with Christianity, I was in a position to receive it more wow. than I would be in other ways. Wow. How humbling is that? That's incredibly humbling. <laughs> That's and, incredibly and, humbling. And you know, it, in those instances, it makes you say, man, if this is what Joy Goggles is supposed to be for, then bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said it before, like, if it's just one person, then... It's done its job. Absolutely. You know, it's done what it's supposed to do. Like, because religion really can sound scary. Christianity can sound scary. Um, I feel like I maybe remember thinking that um, when I was young, you Mm -hmm. know, like, is it a set of rules? But I also had like this amazing curiosity about God. Yes. I remember having that from, I, I was a little girl, you know, and I wasn't raised in the church. I came to the church when I was 16 years old, but, um, I just was always like, God, yeah. not necessarily the church yeah, and religion, but there was something about God himself yes. that I was like, what, what? Mm-hmm. I think probably many of us feel that, you know? And yeah. And even people who may have grown up in the church, whatever the church looks like for you, whether yeah. that's Christianity, Catholicism, anything else, you know? There is something that is so beautifully mysterious and majestic about God. Yeah. And who he is, his nature, this idea of he's always been here. He's Mm. always existed. Sometimes even just reading Genesis 1 and 1, you are blown away just to understand that before the world existed as what the history books know it as, as theologians 
of the days of old knew it as mm-hmm. there was God. Yeah. It had no form. He was here. And I just have questions right there. Like, you know, <laughs> there are so many questions about I just that. Have questions right Man, there, you know. Like if you had a day to just ask God. Yeah. All the questions. I have a list of things I'd want to ask. There's him. a lot. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of mysteries mm-hmm. to him. You and know? I feel that a lot of agnostics or even atheists, a lot of the things that they have an issue with when it comes to especially Christianity and organized religion is this idea of what, how can there be um, disaster and pain yeah. and a famine yeah. and there'd be so much hurt and distress in the world and God would just look blindly uh, upon that and just ignore it. That That's yeah. kind of their perspective mm-hmm. and question that like, they Like, shouldn't have. we be living in pure bliss yes. if God is real? Shouldn't there's all this stuff happening to, you know, immigrants or children or... Or good people. Good people, mm-hmm. right? Like, why do wars exist? Why does yes. all the bad happen? Yes. Yeah. You know? And it's so amazing because there's been a lot of bad. I feel like that's happened to me personally. And a lot of trials... And I wouldn't want to do them without him. Yeah. You know, I look at it. It's not the perspective that he's not thinking of me, that he doesn't love me. He's allowed all this bad stuff to happen to me. Um, but more or less, all this bad stuff is happening because of a broken world. Yeah. And he still carries me and loves me mm-hmm. and and gets me through. Yes these crazy times that are in my life, you know? Um, but whew, girl, you're going to take me on a whole new other topic. I know. Right. Right. Well, when you think about the war, good of evil has been in existence since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And once he decided to bring humanity (laughs) to existence, it was something that also needed to be present. This, especially when you're going to have free will, one of the main things that you'll see as a undercurrent throughout all of scriptures in the Bible is that he has given us free will from the beginning of time. Do you ever, do you ever just wish you just didn't have it? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so weird, right? That sounds really weird. But sometimes I'm like, man, I use that free will and mess myself up sometimes. Yeah, that's true. And that is why, right? That is why there is so much strife in the land yeah that is why our currently the amazon rainforest oh it's so sad it is so sad it hurts my heart um i I think i read something where it says the earth is crying i do believe that i Mm, believe the earth is crying and especially something that we were given to steward we are supposed to care for the land. We're supposed to cultivate the land. Mm-hmm. That was the first job Adam ever had. Yeah. Was to be a steward over every living being, including the earth itself. And so f- to see that happen and what it seems is that there is no regard and no urgency to come to the aid, especially of the people. It's different. To me, it would be different if it was just trees, even though 
even that is for can be me destructive a step. and it'd be destructive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think about the aid that comes he- in the States in California with all the wildfires, even it got as high as Oregon to where we're from. Yeah. And the very space that I was telling is one of my favorite places was impacted by the forest fires. Yeah. I remember but that. There are people there. Are, there are indigenous people and there are animals rare endangered species that are being impacted and displaced because of of all that is happening and i know it's it's so many aspects of political unrest that is in this as well and i know that you know there are people who have disagreements with the current leadership that is in brazil and it just it just hurts my heart and i know it grieves god and i think if if anything one thing we need to remember is that God knows pain. God knows hmm. uh, what it means to be disheartened and to be grieved because of Jesus. Yeah. Because when he sent Jesus in flesh, it gave him direct access to the human experience. Yeah. And so in scriptures, when it says that the that Jesus and the Holy Spirit intercedes for us to God, basically saying, God, she's coming from this perspective, because of her experience as a human, you may not be able to understand that father God, but I, as your son do, because I experienced it and witnessed it firsthand when I walked the earth. What a beautiful thing. Yes. That, that just how personal God is. He's not unattainable, right? He's not something just mystical that sits on a throne and, and dictates, right? He is, he is a God really a God of the people, Absolutely. a God of after our heart. Yeah. He's, he's friend. Mm-hmm. He says that we are his friend and mm-hmm. that, that's so intimate and so personal and to have something so powerful yeah. be that intimate and personal is such, such a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing to witness and to remember often because yeah. it's easy to watch the news, to read the paper, to look outside your window yeah. Um, to look in your home, whatever the circumstances may be, and only see the negative, only mm-hmm. see uh, the yeah. evil lurking throughout the earth. But you have to also acknowledge the good. You also have to acknowledge the beauty that comes from ashes. You have to, have to acknowledge how he is using the very things that are um, coming against you, the very things that you may fear in order to transform you from the inside out Hmm. and transform your circumstances. It's pretty powerful. That got me, girl. Yeah. Man, you be getting deep on me. (laughs) Fix it, Jesus. I just need to go lay out somewhere and meditate. Don't we all? If all of us took a little bit more time to meditate and to still ourselves, this would be a, a different world, that's for sure. Man, that is real. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Anjali, something's been stuck on my mind ever since you said it at the beginning of this podcast. We were talking about how we've been doing this podcast for four weeks now, a month of recording. Yes. And how we could have either chosen 
to be at this milestone, having a month of recording done, um, or we could have continued to be here a month later with nothing done. And that idea of like how long we procrastinated this, this dream. Mm-hmm. And we know we, we knew that we wanted to do this for several for several years now. Um, and then we seriously started planning it several months ago and we would put these um, deadlines on ourselves like okay we're gonna we're gonna start filming on this day. We're gonna start filming on Monday. We're gonna start filming on the first and we would always put it back. We would always procrastinate the date. And so it's kind of amazing to me to think that I'm at a place now because I decided, you know what, skip it. You're afraid of all the things that you feel like you don't have, that you don't know. Right. Um, and that's why you're putting this off because you feel like you don't have what it takes to do the podcast. You don't have the materials. You're comparing yourself. You're comparing yourself. Yeah. Whatever, right? You're making excuses, saying that you don't have the time, all of this stuff. When clearly none of it was true, it was all in my head. And I can actually look back and say, we've done this for four weeks because we just stopped procrastinating. And so it's making me really think about, like, well, what's all the other stuff that you could have had? done by now Truth. the stuff that you've been meditating on Say that. for years at this point years right. like the first thing that comes to mind is actually this book that I've been wanting to write mm. I have like the well most of the plot for this book I have the concept for this book um I've been really wanting to write this I remember working at community pathways at the brokerage thinking about this book. Wow, that's like six years ago now. Yeah, that's that's a ridiculous amount of time ago, right? Like, this was back in like, yeah, man, like 2010, 2009, I was like kind of meditating on this space, and um, the book is still not written. And I think about where it could be if I would have just done it. Just start it. Just start it. Yeah. I could have a book. Mm-hmm. I could have a published book. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, at this point, like that many years, who knows? I could have maybe had the sequel to the book. Right. You know? And I don't know. Like, that's just kind of, it honestly bothers me right now. Like, as I think about it, why is it that we procrastinate? Why do we put stuff off? And the more I think about it, the more... I, it's almost like I don't take myself seriously. Yeah. Like, I'm saying all these things. I'm saying this is the stuff I want to do. Right. These are the dreams that I have. This is the vision that God's given me. But I wonder how much I actually believe that I can do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think and, and even in the areas where you feel that you can't or you lack something. You lack knowledge. You lack ability you lack capacity whatever those are that if God gave it to you he's faithful to be the increase yeah in that scenario yeah yeah that believing that I don't have what it takes um and then also realizing like you do have what it takes but it's going to take it meaning like you're going to have to put in the work tool right and that's what you're running from. Yeah. I feel like 
a good 70% of the time, 60% of the time, I am procrastinating. It's because I don't want to put in the work. Yeah. I, I, for, I forecast how challenging I think something is going to be. Yeah. And the crazy part is, is that it's typically not. Like, I've noticed this about myself, even in small things. Like, I notice this about myself when I open my bills. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will not check the mail. Or I will let a bill sit there because I already foresee the trouble that's inside. Yeah. Right? Like, I already see that, oh, that's a medical bill and it is going to be thousands of dollars and I don't have thousands of dollars to pay that and I'm not going to open it because of that. Right. Or a phone call comes in. I'm not going to answer that because I already foresee that that phone call is going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what I can do about that issue. So I'm just not. Like, I put stuff off because I feel it's going to be an issue. Yeah. And the crazy part is that most times I don't even really have the proof for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just in my head. And it, and not only that, is that we gave whatever that thing is power. Yeah. We give it power, and fear begins to fuel all of those insecurities that's that we it. have. It's fear. And, yeah. you know, I almost feel like, you know, God even saying to me right now, it's like we've created giants out of things that were already conquered. Oh, wow. And that we have the authority to not only overcome but to walk that thing out so that not only are we victorious, anyone who then comes behind us has that same authority and power mm-hmm. and ability to do the same thing. Right? We have been contacted by two people um, within the past couple of weeks saying, now I have the confidence to go and do my podcast because you guys were so transparent yeah. about your journey. Yeah, And just thinking about us, you know, just being so fearful about what this process would be. Like, are we ready? Or maybe we should wait. And we're the one that set up those stipulations, right? Yeah, wait for what? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, that and we made mean? these things bigger than they need to be. The bill's bigger than it needs to be. And I feel like whenever we do that, it's like us saying that these things are larger than God's ability to yeah. dilute their power. That's real. That's exactly what they're saying. What we're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like fear in general, right? Yeah. When we are fearful of something, what are we really actually saying about the situation? Yeah. Right? We're admitting that we feel like we have something to even be afraid about yes. because we're not trusting that God has this thing under control, right? Fear is me taking <laughs> everything that God is and God can do and actively saying, but I don't believe that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't believe that. Or, 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 but it doesn't apply to this situation. Right. Or it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Right. Like that works for so-and-so. I believe so-and-so's testimony. Yeah. Most definitely. The testimonies I hear at church. Yeah. Um, on podcasts and yeah, I believe it for everyone else, but there's something about me and there's something about my situation that yeah. it's, it, He's not going to do that right. for me in my situation. It's because I think a lot of Christians flirt with faith. 
they flirt with this idea of I believe that God is able that God is able to move forward that God is able to get me yeah. out of this that God 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 but when it comes to applying it he's nowhere to be found he's nowhere on your lips you're calling and complaining about it you're posting on Facebook that you're going through all of these issues you're not running to him in prayer and staying on your face and fasting in order to see him Wow. For what he really is and what he's trying to do in that situation. Flirting with faith. Yeah. That is so deep. And that is so true. I feel like, and we've talked about this already, Anjali, like the past year, and it might be going over that that year mark now. So like over a year now, God has been testing my area of faith. Incredibly. Um, to the point where he's just kind of left me roaming. And I'm like, well, I don't know how this is going to happen. Mm. I don't understand how this is going to work. Yeah. I do not know how this bill is going to get paid. I do not know how I'm going to fix my car. I do not know how I'm going to get this job, this new teaching position. Like, whatever it was, I, I was out of tricks. My tricks were gone. Yeah. I didn't have any answers. No solutions. And a lot of the times, we, even in praying for something, we do have a trick or something yep. up our sleeve. Yep. We have yep. a solution Guilty. already brewing in our head. Guilty. We're praying over this bill, but at the same time, I'm already calculating um, a check that I know is supposed to be coming. Yes. Or I'm already calculating how can I work an extra shift to cover this, yes. right? And that's completely different yes. than being... Completely, completely reliant. Completely reliant. I am like naked and unashamed in front of God saying, If you don't do it, you it don't won't do get it, done. It won't happen. Yeah. I don't have a trick. I don't have any more ideas. Yeah. I've got nothing. And that is the place where God meets our faith. That is where He goes, Haha, there you are, my daughter. Come in. Because we try. To pretend like we are having faith, even though we've got those tricks up our sleeves. And that is not faith. Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. And it's the evidence of the things we do not see. So if you've got a bunch of stuff that you can see, and you can see how to piece this thing together, and you can see how it works, that's not faith. That's not faith. That's not faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please it him. It is impossible to please him. He and is I not, am He is not impressed. He's not. He's, he's not, impressed. not impressed by us praying only <laughs> and not actually exercising the faith. And I tell you what, I believe this. I think when he's trying to get us to really grasp that faith thing, he is going to test it. Amen. He is going to test it. He's going to test it in several different ways and a few different ways too. Um, over a course of time, he's going to test it. And we have to ask ourselves, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to pretend like I'm using my faith and try to scheme up something in my mind, yeah. in the background, to make whatever this is work? Right. Or am I really just going to step back, hands up, step back and say, Jesus, you're going to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> you're going to do it because I, I got nothing else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, and 
I believe that procrastination is a spirit. I really do. I'm not saying that, um, you know, it's something that um, needs to be exercised or that it's a demon or anything like that. But I truly believe that it is something that can come over people. Mm -hmm. It is something that people can almost take pride in. I remember in college, I used to say, oh, I work well under pressure. So I can write that paper 48 Uh, hours before this due date and I'm fine. And I got A's, Uh you know, because of, you know, my ability in the moment to articulate and communicate well. I was rewarded by A's and B papers, right? So it just confirmed the fact that I can procrastinate and it'd be cute. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Do you think we're better procrastinators when we're younger? Oh, no. I think that's something that carries on well into adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But then it gets new names, right? Interesting, And, and, you know, when people just say, oh, you know how she is. She always late. Uh, She'll get to me eventually. Or maybe there's no such thing as, like, a better, right, quote, better procrastinator. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, Because if you look in scripture, it says in James 4.17, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. It said, if anyone knows the good they ought to do and does not do it, it is sin for them. So in God's eye, no. Yeah. So let me tell you a story. This past weekend, I had the opportunity to go see the love of my life, Christopher. He's my preonce, and he is located five hours away. And I usually take a weekend to go see him. Four hours on Saturday and four hours on Sunday. So I got to spend eight hours with him. And by the time I left, I was frustrated and um, a little saddened by the visit because he had the nerve to hold me accountable. (laughs) The nerve. The nerve. Um, We've written over 300 letters to each other over the past three years. And the downside of writing something versus just saying it is that you now have evidence (laughs) and um, being that he doesn't have much to do with his free time other than read he said he recently reread through some of our letters and during our conversation he actually wrote on a tiny piece of paper um, like it just looked like a little corner of an envelope or something and he wrote a tiny piece of paper things he wanted to address with me and Um, part of me was so moved and excited about that. And, you know, just it's the little things, especially in this circumstance with so many things stripped from you. I haven't physically touched him in three years, no hug, no handhold, no kiss, nothing in three years because there's a plexiglass in front of us and, uh, we're approaching our third three year anniversary of being together, but also our three year anniversary of going through this journey together. That intentionality Yes. to communicate with you is just yes. so beautiful it is really beautiful but also I was on the hot spot yeah. and <laughs> um, he has uh, such amazing gifts and one of them being um, gift of prophecy and word of knowledge and so there are just times when I know that God is speaking through him and then there are other times where he adds on to it which just does nothing but confirm what God says and some of the things he addressed was procrastination And he called some things out that I said that I would do and I didn't do them. And in the moment, I was frustrated and I was thinking, how dare you tell me what to do? Like, you don't know what I'm going through. And I didn't say any of these things, but this is what's happening within me. And of course, this is the flesh rising up. 
Um, <laughs> I had no choice but on the way home to really sit with all of those things that he discussed. And I was so humbled as I really processed what he was doing. Yeah. That even where he was, he was taking time out to uplift me, to edify mm-hmm. me, but also to rebuke me and to say, no, Andre, you're out of line here. And have you really done what you said, told God that you were going to do? Mm. And um, on top of all that, I ended up getting in an accident on the way home yesterday from seeing him. I was two hours from home and uh, pulled on the side of the road, tire blew, the gas uh, door um, is ripped off and uh, my rear bumper is hanging off and... I had to call AAA, but also call my insurance and all these things. And it ended up being uh, wiser for me to drive the donut. They they rigged it with zip ties and um, he bolted some things in place, the tow truck driver, and um, got it to the point where I could drive home as long as I drove under 55 miles per hour. So I set my cruise control at 50 miles per hour and I cried and I prayed all the way home. And it was something that was, to me, God (laughs) really uh, got my attention in more ways than one. Uh, It was something that was rather symbolic when I was driving at a significantly lower speed than everyone else. And I had no choice but to to really comprehend what all was Mm -hmm. going on. And um, so to help also pass the time, because now my time would be doubled, normally when I'm driving 80 miles for an hour to get home, now it's going to take me three and a half hours to get home instead of under two. And um, I was able to watch the sun go down. I prayed, I worshiped, I repented, um, because I had to sit with the things that, that this man who will soon be my husband addressed and called out. And he called it out in a way that I could not deny it, even though in the moment I didn't want to hear it. Uh, That's usually how conviction works. (laughs) I didn't want to hear it, but I had to acknowledge it. Yeah. And then uh, one of the things that he said, Angela, you are delaying the process of becoming everything that God has called you to be. And if you continue to procrastinate, you may miss out on the fruit of the harvest that is promised to you. Oh my and so, gosh. And listening to that, you're just like, okay, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Okay. Um, there are all these people around. <laughs> it was so hard for me to really receive it in the moment, but I had to eat that. That is deep. I had to eat that. And then on the way home, I just was picked a random podcast to listen to. And I had never listened to this particular pastor before. But it is Pastor Tori Roberts, the husband of a Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts, who's the daughter of Pastor T.D. Jakes. And they have a church, uh, the Potter's House at One L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, the sermon that he spoke on uh, was becoming a producer. And I just clicked on it because, you know, becoming was now fresh in my head. And one of the things that he said it just broke me to the point of like, God, I hear you. Um, it says you need to kill off the spirit of procrastination and excuse making. Procrastination suggests that life is on your schedule. It's the arrogant assumption that God will give you another chance to do something in the future that he called you to do today. Oh my goodness. I was 
was weeping. I'm sure that people were, <laughs> as they were passing me by, see my hazard lights flashing and I'm going slow. They're like, she is going through. Can you, one more time, the arrogant... It says that you need to kill off the spirit of procrastination and excuse making. Procrastination suggests that life is on your schedule. It's the arrogant assumption that God will give you another chance to oh do something in the future that God called you to do today. We make that up, don't we? Just like, I feel like I've hidden behind that phrase, if it's for me, it's for me. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's what that phrase is intended for. No. Right? Like, I make it seem like, oh, if God wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. He's going to put it on a shelf. It's going to put it on a shelf. And it'll be there when I'm ready. Yes. And that idea of, like, my life is my own only. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Wow. that I mean, that is incredibly arrogant. And it's... And it's selfish, right? Like people depend on you doing what God told you to do now. Yes. Right? It's not like he said, do this in five years. He never says that. Could you imagine that you would have to hold on to this idea of being healed because someone else is lying on a beach sipping a Mai Tai saying, I don't need to concoct this cure. Or I don't need to go to this prayer and healing service where I'm yeah. supposed to lay hands on Jewel. Can you imagine that? That yeah. your healing rests on somebody else who's playing around. Who's procrastinating. Procrastinating. Hiding. Running. Operating out of fear. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretend faith. Here's oh. another scripture, John 9 and 4. We must quickly... This is New Living Translation. We must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us. For the night is coming and then no one can work. The night is coming. Either death or God returns to get us. The night is coming where no one can work. Where no one can work. No one can work. He says you must quickly carry out the task. So that means when you get a message, your responsibility is to carry it out without question because you are on assignment. You're on assignment. Oh my gosh. If I responded to God in the urgency that I do when I receive a message from my boss. Stop it. Hey, I'm going to be real transparent. If I responded with the urgency that I do when I receive a coupon to A a sale. To a buy one, get one free. Because we're going to be there. (laughs) We're going to be there that week, right? Right? Cashing in. If we responded with the same urgency to the creator of the universe, to the orchestrator of our destinies, and the commands that he has placed on our life to carry out his will, that ultimately will benefit the lives of others in the building of the kingdom, this world would be transformed. And speaking mm. about transformation, you said something earlier, um, just talking about all the things that you would do that you want to do that you delayed and that you really struggled with. I think about all the memes that I read. Everybody who's read a meme or um, has memes as your screensaver or have some inspirational things on your wall. It is pointless 
for any of those things if there is not transformation mm-hmm. and if there's not action. Yeah. Because it's one thing to be inspired and be like, oh, man, that really did something for me in that moment. But transformation is life change now and moving forward. Yeah, forever. that's good. Yeah, I've been inspired my whole life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? We all know what that feeling yeah. is. And I think especially that church culture inspired. Yes. Everyone knows that feeling of, I went to church yesterday and, oh, the spirit was moving. It, it felt set so me on good. Fire. It set me on fire. I yes. had to give a shout. Yeah. I ran around the church three times. Like, we know what that inspiring, preaching, worship feels like. Yes. Or right. going to and a conference Sunday, going to and a having conference. an amazing speaker and being like, oh, that oh was wonderful. Gosh, that was wonderful. But what happens in seven days when you've lost the notebook you wrote your notes in? Seven days? What 24 happens? hours. Yeah, girl. I'm like, what happens when I get home? Yeah. What happens 24 hours? Yeah. I mean, I just had, this is crazy. I was just thinking about this for myself. I decided to take some time out. Was that just last week? For fasting, I think it was just last week, and um, and I felt like I needed that. I felt like the Lord was telling me to do that, and it, and it was wonderful. I did need that, um, but I was just thinking today, like, okay, you learned something during those seven days of your fast. Mm-hmm. God spoke to you, gave you instruction, um, and I was just thinking, I have not followed those instructions. Yeah. Like, why why are we so quick to to stop and to give up or not follow through or so quick to forget what he told us. Yeah. So quick to forget also the high that you were on. Right. So quick to forget what it feels like to sit in his presence. Because right? the work. It's the work. It takes work to be intentional. Yeah. It takes work to say, regardless of how I feel right now, I'm still going to do A, B, or C. That. It's going to say, yeah. regardless of my my thought process or my perspective or my expectation, yeah. I'm still going to move forward because I acknowledge that this will be the end result, whatever that is. So I'll tell you point blank, one of the things that Chris identified with me, he said, how are you doing on your health and fitness goals? And he said, I love you regardless of what you look like, but it's because you told me what you wanted to do. Man. And I haven't heard you talk about it, which probably means you're not doing anything about it. Like he is looking he is at me. He's firing people. He's firing me up. So you can imagine like me just sitting there. I expect you to like love on me, to like sing me songs. He did that too. But sing me songs and it'd be like all romantic the whole time. But he was like, no, there's work to do. But he recognizes this is also a part of loving you. It is. And it's equally as important yes absolutely it's equally as important absolutely and I and one of the things that I had to acknowledge is I have to do the work on myself right this inner work of what is holding me back and that's a question that everybody who's listening this is myself included what is holding you back from doing whatever the thing is what lie do you have to unravel what do you have to untell yourself about what that is is it For me, when it comes to health and fitness, that's one that just comes to the top of my head is that it's going to be hard, that I'm going to have to use discipline. Who likes discipline? That That I'm going to have to deny myself 
of things that I want. And I struggle with that, especially because I was deprived of things when I was younger. Yeah. That now that I was an adult, it was like, no, if I want it, I'm going to get it. I, I've worked hard. I You deserve this, right? Um, and then something else is that I, I fear what it would take and what it would feel like to have to go through the physical discomforts that it just you have to go through yeah. when it, when you're doing anything but especially weight loss just like being uncomfortable or leg day and mm-hmm. you know you're it's hurts to I'm walk gonna be in pain yeah I'm gonna be more <laughs> tired I'm gonna you know what's so crazy I especially when it comes to like fitness is like all of those things are just the temporary truth because the actuality is you're gonna feel better right you're gonna feel great right, right. And that's the illusion. That's the illusion. That's the illusion. That's how fear works. That's how fear works. Because, like, I feel like even for myself, the things that I procrastinate, I feel like probably once I actually start them and complete the task, I'm like, oh, that wasn't so hard. Yeah. That's how we felt with the the podcast. Yeah. Especially the things that are anointed by God. Amen. I mean, if he's the one who told you to go do it, that thing is anointed. Mm-hmm. He just needs you to get up and go do it, absolutely. right? And you're sitting here in fear for absolutely no reason. Right. So, I mean, what, it, so what I'm hearing from you is that application is the antidote to procrastination. Yes. Because when you start applying the things that you said you were going to do mm-hmm. or that you know that you need to do, some of it is just common sense. Yeah. Like... You know you need to do this, okay? Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. And then other things is going to take, you know, more time that you are engaging with God and saying, you know, how do you want me to carry this mm-hmm. out? Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is just baseline. You know what you need to do, so do it. Yeah. And then with what you just said with your fast the other day, if you would have applied some of those things that God spoke to you right away, you will be in a different place even now. Yeah. And I think we... we take for granted just like how far you could actually go yes. within a short amount of time. Yeah. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's going to take several months or many years. And he's like, I, number, number one, no one said that. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know if that's you just making that up or you looking at someone else's situation, but it's very well possible that you could be in a completely different space by next week. Yeah. I don't know. I may escalate this thing and you could be in a different place in your life tomorrow. Yes. Right? Because that's just how God works. Right. Right? Like, I don't know that timeline. And I think sometimes I let timelines, like, also freak me out, mm-hmm. too. Like, mm-hmm. if something's going to take a really long time, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. But, and sometimes God uses time in our favor. We don't think of it that way. But a lot of times we pray for things and if he gives them to us, to us it'll be too soon. Oh ready. my goodness, yeah. We aren't ready to receive it. Yeah. Or maybe we're, he's delaying us because it's for our protection. Yeah. Do you know, I think we just need to continually, and I think that's the problem with a lot of, of us as we approach the Christian faith in general, we try to use old things that don't really apply to the certain situation. We need to be continually seeking his face and seeing how he wants us to move and adapt to a certain situation. Yeah, yeah, adjusting yeah. our perspective and saying, in this moment, right now, what do you need me to do? I'm not going to rely on what you told me a year ago. Mm-hmm. What do you need right now? That's good. And how can I move forward with what I have 
right now. And if I, if you hear nothing else, because I know we said so much and we could probably continue on even longer on this idea of procrastination because it's, it's something that we are walking through right now in various ways. And I didn't own know I was until now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. Y'all like, yeah. I'm really sitting here kind of shook. Yeah. Or, and even the realization that procrastination is a sin. I didn't realize that until doing some personal study and yeah. preparation. I've never today. heard that scripture. And, actually, until and just understanding that the enemy you will use anything possible. Man. Even the things that we flirt with. I already said flirting with faith. We flirt with we procrastination. Flirt with we flirt with so much. And we do it just enough to still be a good Christian. We do it just enough to still be seen as, oh, I want to be like her one day. Oh, look at her face. Well, we know the things look to look at for. Her, we right? know the words to say. We, we do. We know how to do church and be Christianese. And mm-hmm. We know how to speak those languages, you know. But um, none of that matters. It doesn't matter. I stand before the Father and... He says, but what did you do? What did you do? I sent you down there. You had everything you needed. But what did you do? And I would hate to say, oh, I did a bunch of stuff, just none of the stuff that you told me to do. Yeah. What? Then what is it? Then What's the purpose? What was your point, (laughs) Jewel? Right? And like that means we can be good people. We can do wonderful things. I could have given to tons of charities. Mm -hmm. You know? Maybe created a couple. And that's all great, right? But did do you those fulfill things. your purpose? But did I fulfill my purpose? Did I do the thing that he told me to do? And you and only you to do it. Yeah. Oh. You and only you to do Because a lot of things we try to say, but other, but someone else, but, uh, but he specifically gives us things to do. And it's almost like having a, a serial number on the, on the back of our destinies and our purposes. And he is going to account to see how many came to the, their end. Yeah. How many were actually fulfilled. Do people actually believe that it's them and them only that have a particular destiny to fulfill? I think some people don't. Yeah. I struggle with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. That someone else could do the things that he's telling you to do. Yeah. And could do it so much better, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Again, we talked about this probably week one, disqualifying ourselves. I I struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I struggle with it. And so, you know, it's so hard to bring this to a close because we could continue to talk about it. But I want to stop talking about it and start being about it. Amen. And so as as you listen to us, as there are things that are going on in your spirit and in your mind, you know, we really want you to truly ask yourself those questions you know, what are the things that I'm procrastinating in? You know, what needs to move out of the way in order for me to be in complete alignment with God and the will he has for my life? What are the lies I need to unravel and untell myself through what the truth of the word of God says? And what do you need to do right now, today? What can you do today to start applying Instead of lying to yourself <laughs> about what you can and cannot do yeah. because you're wanting to procrastinate. That's good. Oh, man. Anjali, I'm really glad that this was all brought up. I'm glad that t- this was today's message. 
I don't know about anyone else listening, but it feels incredibly timely. Um, and I'd like to be able to pray us out. Can I do that? All right. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this very timely message from you, oh God. I thank you for opening up our eyes to the spirit of procrastination and for placing in our vision the things that you want us to do, the things that you have for us to do specifically, oh God. You've called each and every one of us to a purpose, oh Lord. And I pray that we start running after that purpose, that we start running after the goal, running after you, oh God. I pray that you speak to our hearts this week about procrastination and about our faith. Lord God, bless this time that we've had with you. Be a blessing to all those who are listening, oh Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Congratulations, you've survived another episode of Joy Goggles with your favorite sisters, Jewel and Angela. We're always so delighted that you choose to spend even a portion of your day with us. If there was something that inspired you or made you laugh, share it with someone else. Follow us on social media to continue the conversation. Our Instagram handle is Joy Goggle Podcast. And until next time, find a way to spread joy. Be blessed.